0: Hey, Home Theater Nerds, special report. This was supposed to go into my regularly scheduled podcast for Friday. I was only supposed to be a quick interview with Todd of AV Nirvana about Cedia and all the fun he had. And it ended up going an hour and a half, so it's coming out as a special report. I can't wait to get to it, so let's get right to it. Todd from AV Nirvana, Todd Anderson, all the fun from Cedia 2022. Let's get to the show. This is Brightside Hall Theatre. Hey Todd, how are you doing? Doing great, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Fun green room conversation we just had. Yes, (laughs) sir, we did. (laughs) uh you are a very very busy man uh just i just feel come. like i've been yes have been and still <laughs> are you, like i the first thing i said is like hey let's talk some cd like yeah i go you got a lot of stuff and the first thing he said was like and there's a lot more coming i was like so there's i know yeah. just go you just go i was gonna open with what's your favorite but just
1: go that, it was amazing uh, oh, man, watching. Show. it was a fun show this year um it was good to see all the manufacturers largely back. I do think it may have been a little smaller than the last time I was there, uh, pre-pandemic. Okay. Uh, my memory of the Dallas Convention Center was a little bit more full than it was this time around. But there was still a really strong presence. And I'll have to check with them on the attendance numbers because it also seemed like it wasn't as packed yeah. this time but there was still a lot of people there. Uh, so it was just great to see industry friends, you know, lots of handshakes and hugs and, you know, people that I've known a long time, see them face to face after, you know, a number of years now, it was just cool. And these are like, we were just talking about such nice people. They're interesting. They know so much. Hmm. Uh, so it's just great to, you know, kind of interact I, with everybody a little bit behind the scenes and see what's going on Um, and see them with their products too, yeah. which is awesome.
0: You're killing me. It's like, I just, I couldn't yeah. pull it off this year. I had just gone away and I didn't feel right going away yet again, but it's now I obviously, I don't know the people like you do yet, but I'm starting to meet people and I've had people ask me to go. So wanted me there and I'm like, just that was like, you know, it's, it's an honor to be nominated thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it would have been great to it have takes, been there because, and yeah. start that process. And I, I got to get to it, but it it's so, it looks like so much fun. I was living vicariously through you and all your,
1: videos. it's crazy. It's, it is like, uh, you know, if you're a two channel stereo person, it's really not the environment for you. I mean, there is some of that there, mm-hmm. but it's more home theater integrator, centric. Um so you know for people who are thinking about maybe paying to go, I think you can pay to go if you're not a CDA member. Yeah. Um you know, I would keep that in mind. If you're more of a two-channel guy, go to Expona. Mm-hmm. Um don't go to CES. <laughs> Even if you're a home theater guy. I mean, I may go to CES this year. I haven't decided, but I for me, my money goes to Cedia Yeah. That's my favorite show of the year, hands down. Uh, if it's the only thing I go to, that's, I'm more than happy. Uh, I always thought that. of it like dreamland to, to it's me. It's really cool. Right. Yeah. It's like,
0: cause it was always, when I always wanted to go, it was always, it was always the stuff that you wish you could get, you know, that you dreamed of. Right? And it it well it's you, all in one place. It's, it's everything is there and you just like Every, uh, like the storm there. audios, like you you said, and and you know, Trinov and uh, Kaleidoscape is there and all of these things yeah. that you always dreamed of, and now I'm I'm getting to the point where it's like in my life where I can actually have the funds for maybe some of these things and I'm like but back in the day yeah, it's a
1: dangerous place if you're if it? you're a shopper, look out. Yeah, it'll snag you. <laughs> it's happened to me. I you know, know you just, so you walk in somewhere and you're like, Oh man, I wish I hadn't seen that. But, uh, I mean, that's part of the fun, right? Right. Yeah, um, it, it is. So my, I, I started off, uh, a day before the show, I had some appointments on the CD show floor, which was kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, I saw that you were would,
0: there before they, while they were setting up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got in there and I would say it was about half set up. And it was just a crazy environment, literally small trucks driving around. Everything's beeping. The floor is rumbling. Uh, the concrete was visible. So when you're at this show, uh, the convention center lays carpet mm-hmm. down and it looks really seamless. Uh, so everything is, you know, the, the square footage of each booth or showcase area is bordered by carpet. So it it's a really nice environment to be in. But man, you go early and there's guys like rolling wallpaper up on things and people running around like crazy. It was, it was interesting yeah. Uh, to, to say the least. Uh, I had never gone in that early before. And I think a lot oh. of those guys were burning the midnight oil. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they were going to be in there till like three, 4 AM. I used to do
0: uh, um, getting ready. I used to do world of wheels and the different car shows up here when I was working for the company I, used to work for doing what i do fi- fixing bumpers and cars mm-hmm. and little spot repairs and talk about burning the midnight oil same thing i'd be in yep. there the night before it opened i'd get there at like six o'clock at night and i'd work until about six a.m chasing around different and they and just billing these people and they were like oh we got a scratch on this car we got a little we got a little chip on this car we got it because this is <laughs> these are show cars right Right, and I couldn't get my truck in there, which I work out of. So I have my air compressor on a little dolly, and I'm pulling everything around, doing this, going out to my truck, mixing paint, and uh, that's where I got to work on the um, the '89, the 1989 Batmobile. Oh, wow! Yeah, front bumper, very. Yeah, the front, you know that big, uh, you know how that the design of it, right? Oh, for well, sure. Yeah. They, when they pulled that thing out, it hit the ramp. And it scuffed the whole bottom of it. And they're like, can you fix this? I'm like, yeah, it's flat black. No problem. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I can't even imagine the panic that must have gone through their heads. Oh, yeah. And we were getting all the money back then, too, because they were just like, whatever, just bill us. Okay. And my boss is like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Watch it. I didn't get That's that awesome. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and this was, sadly, this was all before iPhones and stuff. So I've got no so pictures. Couldn't. Nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. I I was too busy to be on. If I had a phone, the iPhone, I would have been like, Ha-ha, you know, taking know. pictures and stuff But to bring a cam. I would have had to bring a camera and do all that. And I'm like, no. So, but yeah, I right. know I've been behind those scenes plenty of times and yep. it's, it is crazy it is crazy when you see what goes on ahead of time that's why i thought it was cool you were there so early and
1: yeah yeah i actually went from there i went out uh, about half an hour away to a uh integrator in dallas his name's steve ellison um i think it's called steve ellison design mm-hmm. and there was an event there with keith yates yeah, yeah. who is the legendary home mm-hmm. theater designer uh, so I got to meet him and one of his partners and Steve Elliston has a Keith Yates designed theater room, uh, in his showroom. So I got to experience that, which was a lot of fun. And, uh, what was they that a little, like? it was, it was, it's really cool. I mean, it's got the, the walls that are kind of like cloth, but see through you know, they turn lights on, mm-hmm. uh, Because he doesn't have hard walls in his room. Mm -hmm. Uh, He uses full uh, cabinet speakers on the sides that are – so the lights come on. You can see them buried behind – That's
0: what I want to do in mine.
1: Yep, (laughs) It's very cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. My understanding is that he did not design this theater uh, from scratch. It was a room that was there, and he was brought in uh, back in – I think they said Cedia 20 – let's see. would have been 2016 – or 2017 2016 uh to to soup it up mm-hmm. and get ready for prime time for some demos uh but so it's really cool i'm actually hoping that i might be able to get him on a live stream with me because i i talked to him for about an hour uh Is this Keith just, Yates? yeah just one-on-one yeah. and he was telling me these awesome stories about clients of his and the experiences that they've gotten from just having his theater in their home. Mm. Um, And it's just not like, Oh, it's so cool. It's wow. It's things like, you know, how it brought their family together, how they've raised their kids in these rooms. One guy, the room, he creates these rooms that have like no noise floor. So you go in, it is literally dead quiet. You can't hear anything. And this one guy, his wife just goes and sits in there for like an hour every night Mm -hmm. just to meditate. Nothing's even on. Um, So it was some really fun behind the scenes kind of chit chat. Uh, He's a very interesting um, kind of he comes off across kind of intense, but he's got a a light side and a really good smile. Yeah, he's he's a very, very interesting cat. I'll tell you that he's was he gave a presentation to the group that was there um so really fun stuff to see that and then i went back and i was uh i got to go in early and hear the trinov system uh at on the show floor that evening which was also just totally cool um yeah. travis ballstadt did a feature on that for us yeah. on on our yep. channel um so there was a company there from uh europe that built a uh a room self-contained room that was much different than anything else on the cdf floor and uh it's just the whole experience was fantastic in fact they hadn't quite dialed everything in yet dj and oh no <laughs> the bass was so intense that the uh they had a seymour screen uh uh acoustically a transparent screen and it was morning. that was just like moving yeah they just hadn't had time to get it all dialed in yet and they were like it's going to be perfect tomorrow come on back but uh again on the outside of this room they had a wall of macintosh gear there must have been that's
0: i saw that wall yeah
1: yeah i i'm not kidding you there's like 18 pieces of gear it was like 500 grand in in gear alone there uh so yeah so lots of it was just really cool to kind of see some of that stuff coming together. And uh, to meet Keith Yates was oh. an honor. I mean, he's such a mm. legend. Um, was not expecting to get to chit-chat with him like that. but Yeah. Uh, yeah. It,
0: I've seen his... Who did, Was it when he started working with Kaleidoscape with their announcement? I saw a video or something on YouTube with him yeah. and one of his engineers, I think. And they were talking about that noise floor and that he used the... The um he used a quiet scene from a movie and he goes, and you're watching this scene and you're supposed to and this is the engineer talking and he's like, and you're supposed to be sucked into this movie and you're getting all and all of a sudden you hear a toilet right. flush. Right. <laughs> and that's he's my like, house. <laughs> right. Well and that's, I I remember when I designed my theater and I thought of stuff like that, but I just didn't have the, the wherewithal and the knowledge that I have now um of how to create that separation mm-hmm. in your room. But I you know, if you can lower the noise floor in your theater, you can create that actually is like better, better than getting more amplification.
1: Right. Oh because yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it's like contrast. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. the darker, the darker your blacks are, the more vibrant your picture is going to be. It's just a right. simple fact. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, I can't even imagine. I'd love to see one of his multimillion dollar, Theater builds. I'd love to go hang out one, um, but the chances of that happening are zero. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday. I'll build one myself someday. Uh, if I ever win the lottery, that guy uh, is getting hired. I can tell you that.
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what? So let me. I, I asked this. I asked this of uh, Brett Butterworth. And I want to ask you after going to Cedia, I have to know ahead of time before I get to go, does it kind of ruin your experience in your theater at home? I and you no. have a
1: really nice theater though, but I, I mean, do. But I still. still love mine. Yeah. yeah. You know, yes and no, because you have to remember some of these demo rooms are just compromised environments, mm-hmm. right? So you hear some really good stuff. But it's not I – don't, I don't know if it's quite as dialed in as it could be. Okay. Um, some, some are. Some are. There was this one uh, room, uh, Modulus Systems. It's a manufacturer of micro LED, like super high-end micro LED panels. And they had a Wisdom Audio setup. And it just, like, it crushed me. It was so good. I didn't want to leave the room. It just sounded so amazing. Um, and I did a little feature on that, that yep. uh, particular system. Um, but, you know, I definitely – I came home and definitely went down to kind of hear, uh, you know, my system again and play back some of the clips that I had seen there. And my biggest takeaway is that, you know, just the space that some of these demo rooms have, Yeah, you can't recreate that in a normal room in your house. So the the size of them, just the size, you know, like, yeah, you have a roof that's like 12, 13 feet tall. You have walls that are pushed out a little bit more than what you might have in a normal uh, space in a, in a typical house. Uh, So that space is just hard to really recreate Um, in a normal home. Yeah. With diffusion things, I guess you could probably get a little more out of a space, but Yeah. Yeah, but, but it is tough. I mean, you do see some gear, um, particularly the projection systems. Mm. They are just, they're so dialed in. JVC ran their NZ9. Yeah. I'm telling you, DJ. And I, I can't remember <laughs> how big the screen was. It was, uh, I want to say it was like 240 inches. Oh my God. Now. But crazy. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the best in terms yep. of projection systems. Hmm. That was the best I saw. Christie usually has these huge demo spaces open. They didn't this time for some reason. The Christie projector systems, yeah. Christie's and Barco's, they're they're usually the
0: high, the bigger screens, right? Yeah, yeah. And
1: the last time I was at CD, Christie had one, and the screen—I forget—I mean, the screen was so massive. And it's just, you just walk out of there and you're like, I don't even know how to process what I just saw. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense that something could look that good. But uh, right. JVC and Sony, you know, they have their higher end. JVC didn't have their very top tier, but, um, you know, well, those is, systems look crazy. Isn't it's that just top, mind-blowing.
0: Isn't the top JVC, the 30,000, isn't that just only a top because it's gotten... It gets the label of the 30. There's only 30 of them. Yeah, the, the, new, the new. It's basically an NZ9 with badging, isn't it? Something like that. I, think, that, I, th- I think they actually have one that's like 80 grand, though. JVC does? I think so. I've never heard of that. And I just talked about that in uh, Tuesday's podcast, that I've never heard of a JVC over that. I know Sony does. Sony has their big, you I... know, they have their higher end, but I've never heard of that.
1: I thought a couple years ago they came out. They finally brought out their blue essence laser from commercial use, and they deployed it. Um, maybe the NZ9 now is wrapped into that, and they've lowered the price point. I'll have to go back and look through my yeah. old notes and see. Uh, yeah, I've never seen. That. See what it is, but yeah. So the NZ9 is twenty five grand, 25. and their new their new limited edition. It's only 25 units, 25 of them. Yeah. For the
0: 25th anniversary or something like that, it gets the badging, but it's, isn't that basically an NZ nine? Maybe it has one feature or something.
1: It is. It's an NZ. Okay. So what it is, it's an NZ nine and the way JVC works as you go up in tiers, they get more selective for their imaging chips. So they Mm -hmm. test everything and they reserve the very best functioning chips for their top tier projector. And then it goes down from there. Mm-hmm. Um so with this 25th anniversary, they they're saying that these chips are like the creme de la creme. In fact, you get a plaque with yeah. a DILA chip mounted in it. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um and I there's saw some that. like trim trim that's different on it. Yeah. I, it's got like platinum trim. I mean, it looks very slick, uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, so you're basically Getting guaranteed that you're getting the very best imaging chips, um, you know the optics are their best. It's the hundred millimeter, eighteen whatever uh, optic lens set that uh, yeah. that they run on their high end projectors. So, and then Chris Deering pr- will uh, calibrate it for you. Yes, I yeah so, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. That's, if you're looking for cool. like the best of the best, I mean he's obviously somebody that knows a little something about a little something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you this uh for, for my own credibility and to help my listeners out maybe i'm wrong um the gentleman you met john that it came up to you at cedia john brock yep john brock he yep. was on my podcast he has okay. an nz8 in hand uh okay. on, on order i'm sorry yeah uh, that's so what i just, just
1: that's what i just bought myself i know
0: we're gonna get to that right so he's He's excited for that, but it was delayed or something. But then he was like, maybe I should buy an NZ9. And long story short, I tried Mm. to talk him out of it because I was like, I don't think, in my opinion, going from an 8 to a 9 in a normal room like ours... I don't know if he's going to get much benefit out of that because of, like you said, the NZ nine is for a 240 inch screen shot from a yeah. further. It's all going to be dialed down to turn into an NZ eight anyways. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah. So here's my take from, you know, folks behind the scenes that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I mean, if you can afford it, 10 grand I mean, difference. I, personally, <laughs> I would just go get it. And like, if you're right. if like, money's no object, That's what I would just buy. I would be like, okay, NZ9, it's coming in. I mean, the contrast of ratio, like the the imaging chips, are you know just as a little step up above the NZ8, which are already you know highly selective mm-hmm. from JVC. Um, so you get that, you get the better, slightly better optics. But like you're saying, you really need a big screen to take advantage. Of. Yeah, I don't know what John's screen size is i gotta
0: imagine it's right around what we're talking like hundred and fifty around a normal big room, yeah <laughs> not these two hundred and forty inch screens he you know
1: yeah i mean it's a tough call i i, I my understanding is that the n z eight uh in terms of you know light output it's it's a notch down um yeah. but Contrast is also a notch down, just the native contrast of the the ability mm-hmm. of the chip, so I mean, you might get a little bit better of a picture, but I personally didn't see think it was like worth paying all the extra cash that's for that's what I, yeah,
0: and that's um, what I was saying, and like you could it, that ten grand difference you'd be better served with, and we'll get to this in a bit uh a video processor it, yeah, putting that in line. And then I think you would get a bigger bump in picture quality than you would going from an eight to a nine
1: yeah and but i I'll, I'll say this dJ um if you can afford the NZ nine, you probably can just afford the video processor too, so right. <laughs> you know you know the like the the uh the co-founder of Mad VR said to me, um, you know, like a video processor can make a good projector great." can make a great projector greater, right? So anything that you're adding on, you're already talking about the NZ9. And John, I know you're out there listening to this, or at least I hope you are. (laughs) (laughs) You and I both saw the same demo at JVC. They were running that NZ9 without a video processor. Uh, I believe it was running their new firmware update that has Mm -hmm. the new frame adapt, uh, or I'm sorry, it has new frame adapt uh, uh, firmware but it also has the new laser dimming uh, control features. It was just like crazy how good this image looked. I mean, it was something else. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, it really comes down to budget.
0: Right. Well, if you heard, if you, I don't think you've heard his podcast. We talked for a while, John and I, and he has, I, I highly recommend listening to that podcast because he has, an amazing story that he's been through in his just trying to get a home theater. It started in a house in California and now he's in Texas. So it's just like, he's had house fires, floods, issues. Oh, yes. Man. All is, you oh, gotta oh. hear it. And, but yeah, but I gotta the, I'm so <laughs> far behind in my podcast. Oh, I, I know. told you, I'm just, I'm, I know,
1: I, but I got to catch up
0: but in my podcast, isn't easy to catch up on. They're like three hours
1: long, but yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But, but the listeners coming on are fantastic and they're, they all have similar, but different stories. But John's is, is a very unique one in that the guy can stay so positive through like, literally, like we all like, if you had to move and you got to build a new theater, you'd be like, Oh man, but he's just been like, Oh, I've been doing this. And I joked with him later on. I'm like, do you know what a budget is? Because he just keeps adding more stuff and it's like that's why I'm saying. He's like, "Oh, how what do you think of an NZ9?" I'm like, "Oh my god."
1: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, yeah. I think if your budget if the budget's no object, I would just yeah. get it. I mean, you're it's a world beater. I, mean, I think they, it's, it's a regarded as one of the best. Yeah. Ever made. So, yeah. Sure. I, I I but Nz8, like you said, you you save a lot of money, and uh, you're going to get really close. Yeah, very, very. You're close. going to get really it's, close. Yeah, to uh, – um, I know. You know, and you you were so let's dive into that a little bit because when when I first texted you and said I'm thinking, you know, I had already made up my mind that I, I, I was going to buy this thing. I know you um, did. <laughs> so you know, some of the some of the cool things about the the new series is you know they faster startup and shut off times Mm. with the, uh, the laser laser. It's brighter, you know? So if you need the brightness, it's there, it's just brighter. Um, this project. So I'm jumping from the NX seven to the, the NZ eight. It's just the optics. I believe the optics are the same. They're all glass, but the new, the NZ eight has a, uh, coating Mm -hmm. on them for better contrast. um, you also have faster switching between sources. So when you have a 4K source, yeah, and I don't know if your projector does this, like oh. with Kaleidoscape, when you go from the menu to a movie, it's um, ridiculous
0: because there's a, a delay it, with the Lumagen in line. Mine's just like you're like the Lumagen has helped it out a little bit, uh, especially when I went to all my video switching now is done through my Lumagen, uh-huh. um, and I have one audio just to my Marantz, and that's it, and then. Uh, it, so the lumage kind of smooth. That's, a,
1: that's okay. I'm sorry. That's my dog. Hang on. Uh, I hey. hope it's your dog. <laughs> She's our 60-pound house protector. Do you want me to pause and get her upstairs? No, that's all right. She's, uh, I she... think she might be barking for a few minutes.
0: That's funny. Um, no, No, that's okay. Um, oh, there you are. You froze for a second. <laughs> It's killing. You. <laughs> Why don't you? I'll pause. You go move her because it's killing you. Yeah, hang on one second.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll go to the green room here. <laughs> That's so funny. I throw a sound in there so they know when to mark it and move it. Uh,
1: actually, did that sound work? There it is. Oh man. That's weird. <laughs> You can still hear her? Yeah. That's okay. She's upstairs now. She's uh very protective of our house. She's only a year old. I have three dogs and they're very protective. It's brutal. <laughs> one goes it's and really... then they all go. <laughs> this one hears like one sound, and it's just like she might bark for like the next five minutes. So it's all right. Um I'll try to do it... most of the talking. but the uh i forget what we were talking oh the switch yeah so the switching is a lot faster with hdmi 2.1
0: yes that Um, that's a big factor that i almost i wanted to pull the trigger pretty quickly because of that because it is that's a big factor it is it is but that is nice the 2.1 across the board um it makes everything go smoother and it is a really nice feature and
1: it's it's like little luxury things. I think the bump up in overall image quality, comparably speaking, is slight. Um, if you read like Chris Deering's review from of the, the seven NZ... to the eight, yeah, yeah, from okay. the NX seven to the NZ eight. If NZ8. you read Chris Deering's review um, of the NZ nine, hmm. he digs into that a little bit. Like he had a NX nine. Was it NX-9, NX-7, NX-9, NX-8? I think it had 8, I think. Eight, yeah. I get them all yeah, mixed I think so. up too. Yeah. So <laughs> in, whatever that top tier, the last, the whatever yeah. was above the NX-7, he said that it's notable, but it's not, if that's the only thing you're going for, you could hold off, you know, mm-hmm. purchasing. Um, and, you know, it also has the uh, NZ8 has this uh, 8K uh, four-way pixel shifting, which I probably won't use. um, But I will say this. And I mean, the JVC uh, presentation, they shifted into a true AK Mm -hmm. uh, image. And, you know, you have to, you have to be close to the screen, right. To take advantage of AK. Yeah. It was, it was pretty freaking stunning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But that's, I mean, it is stunning. Um, I and I I say that as I believe you. I've never seen 8K in person, but I know going from 1080 to 4K, and now I can't on my screen. Now I only have 110, but I remember dialing in my 1080, and you can see the pixels, right? You could mm-hmm. actually yeah. see the grid if you put a white screen up, a, te- a white, an all white yeah. screen you could actually see the little squares that it looked like a very, very small screen window. Right. Yep. And you could see that now, when I could see that all, all you gotta do to imagine 4k is take that one little square and divide it into four little squares. And now Mm -hmm. that's 4k. I can't see those anymore on my, on my screen. When I go to an all white screen, I can't make out those little pixels like I could before. But now you're going to take that one pixel that I can't even see now and turn it into four more, even smaller. You know what I mean? So it's like 8K to me is like, do you see an advantage of it? Or is that just the new, we're going to have it. I'm not opposed to it, but it's, isn't it going to be more in the the realm of their progression of HDR and implementation? Isn't that what we should be looking forward to?
1: Well, I think and a lot of that's going to get paired with 8K unfortunately. So 4k is going to get left behind because all the new tech, all the best processors are going to go into 8k gear Mm. and they're going to force your hand. You're going to have to buy 8k just to, just to get access to that. But uh, so, so here I've, I've seen quite a bit of 8k content in the last few months um, at the flat panel TV shootout up in New York city. Yep. Um, And those were uh, 85 inch TVs Mm. and from the seating distance that I was at during a lot of that event, it was hard to say. Like, yeah, the four K TV didn't look as good as the eight K TV, right? But I'm when you get within three feet of the screen, yeah, it just doesn't even look real. The eight K content, you're like, I can't believe how amazing this looks. I actually took my phone and went up. I took a photograph about four inches away from the screen. Yeah, I, I mean, think there just, is, yeah. I
0: may have put that on Twitter. I think you did. And you were like, this it, is an 8K TV from, and you said
1: the distance it was, stuff. It's just like a couple inches away. It is mind blowing right. how smooth and how detailed the image is. And there's, there's some other factors that are involved. There's something called uh, contrast, I think it's contrast modulation, CM. It's a measurement of how much color and brightness bleed goes from one pixel right. to the surrounding eight surrounding pixels. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might see a AK TV that has really bad CM. Um, I think LG originally was reporting. They had like 90%, uh, Ooh. CM. So, and that's really good. So zero is bad. A hundred is, is really good. Um, so, you know, there are other factors that will start to play into how good the image looks, but, uh, Big screen and you're close, it's crazy. It yeah. really is crazy. And you can't get close to a four K TV and maintain uh that semblance of realism like you can right. with an AK source. Now, then again, how often are you sitting that close? Right.
0: It's yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, I'll tell I'll be honest with you when I get this projector up and going and I turn on this AK e-shift to see if it yeah. improves the image. I'll tell you if I'm expecting to be like, eh, I don't need it. And I'll right. just run with 4k. Cause I love 4k as it is. Um, but who knows with JVC, whatever they were doing, what, you know, because their screen size was so big, uh, it was crazy. I mean, it was just mind blowing. I guarantee you if you'd been staying there, you would have walked out just shaking your head. Like, man, that was insane. Cause it was so Yeah. I, in general, though, I agree with you, DJ. 8K, you don't need to... Nobody should be running out and buying an 8K TV right now. No, there's not even any content yet. I mean, there's st-
0: I'm starting to see dribbles and drabs of it, um, but it's all like what we had before when 4K first came out. It's all the nature yep. stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like YouTube 8K, and then you have video games, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're a gamer and you want to sit a foot or two away from your uh, <laughs> 70-inch... Screen, knock yourself out. I mean, it's you literally will knock yourself. In. <laughs> you literally will. make me feel sick, personally. But yeah, it's like, uh,
0: see, I think, and I've said this before. I think where 8K is going to really uh be a benefit is in shooting 8K cameras, 16K cameras, where you can yeah. shoot something and then you know from doing your videos how close you can zoom in when in your editing process and stuff, right? Where, the bigger the file right. you have, there's so much more you can do. Um, that's where I think that's going to go. And uh, on our end, as a consumer, I think that's just the number—the new marketing number—which I'm not opposed to. Don't get me wrong; I'm not putting them down for that. They have to find a way to sell
1: these things. And, well, it puts a lot of people off, though. I mean, I—I I, we had uh, some forum members who were really upset about AK getting featured at the flat panel TV shootout this year you know
0: yeah but but that's the thing i don't feel if, that way but i don't either and i think are they were they older people i think like people like my parents and stuff they they were like i bought a tv in the 1970s it should have lasted me the rest of my life where of that generation where like and especially in this hobby where like well, where's the next one i mean where uh-huh. you're literally setting up you haven't even set up your new jvc but i'm sure you're like well, you know, I, I mean, I would like another one someday soon. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, uh, I hope not. <laughs> well, let's, let, let's get to that because you're about to, now you got two products. I, uh, and you, you, you texted me and I, I made my recommendation on which one first. Um, yep. go ahead. What's the next one that you're going to be getting in as a, as a demo. Am I correct?
1: Well, yeah, so Mad VR um and I are gonna hook up for a review coming up. Did you so, did you ask like when you're getting this, did you say,
0: can I pay for it? Because you're gonna want to keep it.
1: <laughs> I no. No, I never would do that in a million <laughs> years. I you know, I have to experience it first, and mm-hmm. I can tell you that I know it's gonna be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Well, you've had a demo, so, um,
1: right? You've seen the Yeah, in I'm, I'm totally prepared to be blown away. Uh and like I've told you, I think that uh JVC's frame adapt has totally been revolutionary for everyone, mm-hmm. and especially people who don't want to spend extra um or who don't want the hassle or who don't care about the techie stuff that Illumin or MadVR can bring in. Um so it the pictures already really good. Mhm. And it will be fun to play around with it. There's a new uh they have this new lip sync feature uh that they're rolling out with uh mm-hmm. right now it's with uh Trenov and uh Accurus and Storm Audio. Yeah. Um so that's going to be fun to play around with. Do you with. have
0: an issue with lip sync in your theater?
1: Occasionally. Have you? I I yeah.
0: Knock on wood. I don't I don't think I've experienced it. I mean, I, I don't yeah.
1: I haven't had that. It's a rarity, and it happens with uh, my Kaleidoscape. It's never happened on disk. Really? So, um, and I don't know if it's a handshake issue Hmm. between my Kaleidoscape and my Storm processor or what. Uh, But on a rare occasion, it's just like Hmm. 20, 30 milliseconds off. It's easy to fix. I have a little app. I just do a little slider but um, I'm very curious to play around with that feature and see if it really works. So, yeah. uh, so that's, yeah, that's the other cool thing that mad VR is doing. They have this new uh, NV certified program and they're getting, you know, processor and AVR manufacturers who want to participate, you know, mm-hmm. they basically send their gear into mad VR and they put it through, I think he said, 1,100 video tests. Oh wow. um Right now they have Acura, Storm, and Trinov are all certified. Yep. And one of those manufacturers told me that they actually had to make some improvements to their firmware to get certified. Oh, nice. So this is no joke. I mean, that's already gear that is super high level at passing through the purest of signals. Not to knock... You know what the Marantz and Ankios of the world are doing because right. they also do an incredible job. But, you know, these, the Trenov and Storm, they are, they go super high level in terms of mm-hmm. the chips that they use and, and whatnot. Um, so to hear one of those guys come out and say, yeah, we actually had to make some tweaks um, shows you that this is not, you know, it's not a joke. No, um, this, mad vr is pretty serious
0: yeah it's high-end stuff and it is you're yeah. only as good you're only as strong as your weakest link and exactly if when when you get higher up and you're running that's where it comes in when you get into your macintosh amps and other things you know that's where you're going to start to notice the difference between what we would what we consumers have in our normal theaters you know but it's it, right. I, I understand it and i i can appreciate it
1: um as you get yeah, as you cool get up
0: yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's
1: good to see. When I first saw it announced, I was like, this is kind of THX y where people will come and pay you, you know, right to I mean t I not to I, that came out the wrong way. THX, what they do is cool because it does give consumers a the knowledge that what they're buying meets certain standards. Right. Right. You get a THX certified subwoofer you know that that thing is going to be kicking it and it's yeah. not going to bottom out. It's going to push hard to certain levels in certain size rooms and whatnot. Um, but there is, is it, it is something that people pay for, right? Yeah. To go through that certification process. And my understanding is that's not happening uh, with mad VR. I could be wrong about that. Someone can uh,
0: yeah, hit well, you up
1: and correct me, <laughs> but um I mean,
0: what's good about all of this certification stuff? It's like, I mean, we're lucky enough, and I always, I always put it phrase it this way: we're lucky enough to have the term reference level in home mm-hmm. theater, because yeah. it it allows us, like, if I hear something at reference level in my theater and my room's calibrated to reference level, it should be relatively the same in your theater. Yes, it's now there are going to be differences, of course, but at least we're you're you're getting some consistency and then the idea of like a thx certified thx certified it, it gives you a level of consistency you buy a thx yes. certified you know what it's what what it entails and the same idea here and i think we need to see more of that the music industry has like none of that talking for i mean one cd could be louder than another c i mean there's no reference or anything um yeah totally it, you put in, you, you put on a cd and it'd be like it could blast your ears out and then go on itunes it's the same thing it's like and i remember from the days when i used to listen constantly and one would you you're constantly playing with the volume dial sure we're, we're trying to get a little bit more of that and it's nice to see like even mad VR, which is about picture they're trying to get a, a consistency here for yeah. the consumer especially and even this is clearly a high end consumer but they're trying to Bring a quality here, a level of consistency for everybody so that they know what
1: they're getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is it's unfortunate that it's so expensive. Um although I mean they do have a step down product, uh, I think it maybe is around eight grand. Is that right? Is that the envy the straight out envy? The the envy?
0: Yeah. Something somewhere like that. in that range. You can find um, them for that, yeah. For that. and yeah. you were saying what is it, the the envy extreme and yeah. you you were mentioning um the other day you were saying it had you it, future proof of like onboard yeah. offboard process you can change out the board modular system modular that's exactly that's right yep. yeah
1: yeah um, it's uh it's a lot like Trenov and storm audio um nad has yep. a lot of modularity built in um so now yeah that's very cool that they're doing that
0: yeah now i had a listener uh ask me about that uh and he's in the market And, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but here was my advice. He was like, you know, at 17 grand for the extreme, he's like, that's a lot of money. He's like, I need this to last like five to 10 years. Oh yeah. And I was like, in my opinion, in this world, in tech, I don't expect anything, including a mad VR with modular, with a modular system to last more than five years because you don't know and you just come from CDA, you saw the the panel systems that they have coming, the LED, all, you know, who knows what we're going to be running five years from. Projectors might be obsolete. All of this. You don't know. I'm not saying they will be, yeah. but to think, I, 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 I just I have would, a hard time thinking something could last that long.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would take the opposite opinion on that. I think, I think with, what mad VR is doing. I think it will be upgradable unless the processor. Well, I mean, my, my, understanding is that you can even swap out the processor. Um, yeah, I think that they are building it. So, you know, the next iteration of HDMI comes out, you can swap that in and out. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know the answer, you know, to your question. A lot of that depends on the longevity of the company. um,
0: I think also like we were saying about the JVC before going from an eight to a nine, if you can afford it, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. (laughs) It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, but if you have doubts or if you're like, if this is a budget thing and you're like, I would recommend, I would hate for you to get something like this and six years down the road, have it be completely obsolete. And now what are you going to, there's nothing you can do about it and there is other options like you said mad vr has a step down the lumigen is cheaper there are other options to get similar performance at least tone mapping wise uh, oh yeah buy
1: a buy a panasonic ub820 and let that do the tone mapping for your tv or projector yeah that does an
0: optimization but it's yeah it's not like running a a, it's a not video a,
1: processor <laughs> right but i'm saying like if you right. if you're having trouble with hdr you know, right on your display, Yeah, do something like that. I mean, you don't have to, I mean, you and I are on the same page about budgets. I never think anyone should go out and like max out their credit cards on this stuff. No, no. Cause you can get a great experience with inexpensive gear. Yes. um, It's all that setup. That's how we but started. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you work your way up,
0: you know, and it's like, and that's how, you know, the difference. That's how I've learned the differences in all of these things. Uh, yeah. the one thing about the Mad VR and how I ended up with the Lumigen is because exactly like you said, I had the 820. I saw how good that image looked. But mm-hmm. then when I would go to Apple TV and I'm seeing the crushing go on and the darker scenes and stuff, and I don't have anything that can take care of that, right. getting that lumogen or getting a Mad VR, and I Carl, who was on the podcast on Tuesday, he had his installed, he had a mad VR installed on Saturday, and he's like what blew him away was what it can do for Apple TV. All of mm-hmm. your, you're basically getting, I mean, you're getting above and beyond Dolby Vision on every, on the, on the six o'clock news, you're getting it on everything. And that's sure. what these video processors can do. And it's, there's not, you really can't compare that to anything else because it, no, how it takes can't. care of everything in your system, video-wise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I talked to uh, you know Richard Litovsky pretty candidly about a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, and you know he he was assuring me that the processor in their box just will destroy anything that's out there, hmm. even the high end like Sony, uh, whatever their new chips are, and their uh, like XDR chips in their new in their new uh, oleds
0: i wanted that, to get to that i loved that you put that out one of the reasons you and i are sitting down talking right now is because i felt like i was the only voice in the forest i love a Lumigen, i love a mad vr i love these things yeah. for oleds and stuff but people were like nah you don't really need that and you well, mentioned you it now mad vr is more powerful i'll say that
1: but yeah it, need it, is all relative now the the super high-end sony it, tvs Are their tone mapping is like Mm. off the charts, but that Lumogen, like we said before, it can take a good projector and make it great, it can make a great TV, just insane, right? Right. So you're already at a high level when you're, when you're buying those those super top of the line OLEDs from, from Sony. I mean, they're, they're the best in class, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. You can make it better. You definitely can make it better.
0: Right. Because what I was hearing is people were telling me, no, that it does not make it better. Not that you don't need it. And you're right. You don't need any of this stuff. But it does have an improvement. It does improve your picture. It does. It, there is a value there to adding this to any display. And I, yeah. I, was, I was so happy to see you say that. I was like, yes, somebody else
1: that knows well, more than me. <laughs> well, the demos that I saw of Mad VR were on an OLED a new, uh, OLED. So, you know, And when I review this product, I'll get more educated about mm-hmm. all the, the techie talk and we can talk about it, uh, then. But my understanding is that even when it comes to processing, uh, HDR tone mapping, that those, that TVs will average out over sections of a picture for tone mapping. Whereas mm-hmm. that mad VR processor is so good. It gets like right down to the pixel level to the pixels. Right. So everything is just, mm. yeah. When it comes to HDR, the sharpness of the, the highlights are just so over the top. Um, yeah. and they showed me quite a few clips from the Spears and Munsell discs. Those are reference yeah. clips that calibrators use. And the detail that the mad VR was pulling out of the image mm. on that OLED it was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, have you seen,
0: um, have you, are you watching? Is it, uh, Rings of Power?
1: Right? No, not have yet.
0: We, we, so you, you know, the scene we're talking about though, have you seen the videos of it on YouTube? Uh, Vincent Tio did one. Uh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen them. I've seen the chatter about them.
0: And what, what, what was happening, what I was fascinated by, by watching Vincent Tio's is like, he showed what happens and I'm like, cause I saw the scene, John and I talked about it in last week's podcast. And I was like, he asked me, he goes, what, how was it? To-? I'm like, it was beautiful. I love the scene, but I have the lumogen in line. And now I'm seeing what happens. Vincent Teal laid it out perfectly. He's like, your TVs are doing that like for a scene. And as the darker scenes play on your screen is getting darker and darker. And by the time you get to that dark scene at the end with a dragon, Everything is gone. It's like because right. it's it, it's all washed out, right? Because it's doing it. It might be doing frame by frame, but it's doing that individual frame and just like, but the the video processors, like you said, are doing pixel by pixel. right So they're like, okay, I need this pixel to be this bright. And I was like, I, I'm watching Vincentio, and I'm thinking, he's got that thirty thousand dollar or thirty you know pound uh, whatever reference monitor. So when he referenced mine, I'm going, uh, yeah, my screen kind of looks like that. Yeah. (laughs) And they're saying these OLEDs are crapping out. And what I thought was funny is Vincent Dio does. He does this video. 75% of it is like, why are they producing stuff like this? And then the last 25% tells you how to correct your TV. So it'll play correctly. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah i you
1: know yeah
0: and i'm like wait a minute don't blame the producer They're artists they're trying to push the envelope let them do it right I was like your your display needs to be able to handle this and it's like there was, there was a little bit of an argument there it was all good natured but <laughs> i was like i'm good with people pushing the envelope like that um even before when i watched uh episode three of uh, season eight, The Long Night. I didn't have a Lumagin then, and I, I still enjoyed the scene.
1: Oh, it on was, Game of Thrones?
0: Yeah, on Game of Thrones. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Well, I, I always mix those up. I don't know which one it was, but.
1: It, uh, I know, I know which one oh, you're yeah, talking about.
0: Uh, House of the Dragon. That's the
1: one that yeah, we're talking about. House of the Drag- yeah, Dragon. I've, I'm going to wait until I can yes. binge watch it. On, yeah, oh, or probably disc. If it comes out on disc, I'm assuming it's coming out on disc.
0: Yeah, House of the Dragon. It has been announced that it's coming out okay. on disc, and it's yeah. um, it's the uh, rings of power that we're we're speculating. And you are you actually were you got my confidence up there on that one when we were talking about it on Twitter.
1: About I think them. it's gonna. I mean,
0: well, Jack Ryan just came out too.
1: Yeah, and There's that's what you the said. Money is there. They're gonna do it. Yeah, Jack no Ryan. No reason why they won't.
0: And I, I like that Jack Ryan just came out, so we have. Seasons one. And I'm watching that on Kaleidoscape, by the way, I'm going to be talking about it with John. Oh, awesome. It's really good. I,
1: I, oh, I sweet! it's really good. Um,
0: all right. What, what else do you have from CDA that really jumped oh, out at
1: you? Man, you know, what I really liked was, uh, the new, um, receivers from Marantz and Denon. Oh yeah. They have new flagship yep. receivers. Um, it's the, uh, the Marantz has the AV10, mm-hmm. and I believe Denon is the AH1. These are new price levels for them. The, the Marantz is now at seven grand if you can believe That's that the point.
0: processor,
1: right? The pre pro that is seven the grand? AVR. Oh. I believe is it? it's it's an AVR. 15 15.4. It's got four dedicated subwoofer outs. Mm-hmm. Um the, the Denon version is like 500 bucks cheaper. Um it's also 15.4. And they, they looked great. The styling on the Morants is uh, uh, just gorgeous. And I just uh, got mine and I'm like, it'll be so nice to sell
0: that and get the upgraded one. <laughs> when they come out, some, they haven't announced the pre-pros. I thought that was one. I thought that 7,000 was the pre-pro, but.
1: Uh, I believe, uh, I think that is the, the AVR okay. version. Um, and they have an amp that I think the pre-pro may have been announced also. Okay. These are two videos I haven't released yet. I have them. I interviewed both uh, people from both companies, um, so maybe they said something and I just don't remember, <laughs> it, which is very possible.
0: John Brock <laughs> knows it happens to me. I people tell me things, and well, thank you very much. But, you know, I'm listening. I'm watching the movies.
1: I was talking to them uh, after lunch, which I did not have any lunch uh, that first day, and I was exhausted, and I everything was just like a blur but uh i i liked those products a lot and i love i absolutely love the fact that they're bringing dirac on board um that is huge i i think it's across the board exactly i agree with you i'm an odyssey
0: fan myself i find it more i haven't used dirac but from what everybody has told me it seems to be more uh more hands-on a little bit more you know you've got a little bit more work to do whereas odyssey is kind of like you just set your mic yeah. and just i leave yeah. the room let it run right uh, i do my eight positions directs a little wow. bit more like get me i want to be more like in the weeds with it a little bit more it takes a little bit more yes is this to, the, to run it but is it what i find interesting is is this the first time you've had both or you might have the opportunity to have both on one processor um you know what i mean.
1: Well, both Odyssey Odyssey and and Direct, yeah, and Direct, yeah. So Pioneer and Onkyo offer, uh, gosh, the the name of their auto auto calibration software is slipping my mind now, but um, it's MCACC for uh, for Pioneer and Onkyo. uh, Man, what is it? Yeah, Accu EQ. Accu EQ. EQ, It's called. Yep. Um, So I believe that they offer that with. Dirac, um, but those two are nowhere near the level of Odyssey. Let's mm. just get that out there right now. I mean, right. Odyssey's great. XT32 is mm-hmm. phenomenal. I agree with you. Um, Dirac, I mean, I've used both. Dirac creates a better image, in my opinion, but what's not even comparable is the base module that you can buy to add on to Dirac Live. Okay, That just destroys anything that Odyssey can do. And if you upgrade to Dirac, you got to get the base module when it becomes available. And I was told by people from Denon, yeah, we're not sure if that's going to happen. I was told by the Marantz crowd, it's coming. We're just ironing out the details. They're both Sound United brands, obviously. I think it's going to happen for both. And that to me is probably even bigger than just having direct live is getting the, the base module on okay. there. And if you ever experience it, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. It'll take base from your room and just like make it insane. It's so good. So, I really
0: like the base of my room. Now it'll tell me it, to it the, can get
1: better. It'll no. take it to the next <laughs> level that yeah. it, what it does is it takes it to the next level outside of the sweet spot. Yeah. So not only is it good in your middle, it's good on the sides. It's good when you walk toward the front of your room. It's good when you move to the back. It's crazy. It's very, very cool stuff. So um, that, to me, is just huge for Marantz and and Denon. I mean, Sound United in general, bringing that on board is a necessity because, you know, Ankyo and Pioneer, they were crushing it by bringing bringing that along. And uh, it makes me wonder what Yamaha is going to do. I mean they've they've got their Y-POW, and it's okay. And they added some base control in this year, but it's not Dirac okay. Yeah. Dirac is a world beater for a reason. Everybody wants him for a reason. So yeah. I'm 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 excited for it. I would buy the next
0: if if my if the seventy seven oh six doesn't come with a firmware update to get it to which I gotta imagine it's not. I gotta imagine I they're gonna make you have to buy something to get. It I think and then buy not. it again to get the base module. All well, that. the base
1: module will be a, a, a firmware download. Yeah, right. So, but yeah, you're gonna have to pay to get Direc, uh, and then you're gonna have to pay to get the base module. That's an unfortunate,
0: right? And I'm fine with that. I, I'm um, fine with that. And I like, kind of like, well, how do you compare Odyssey Pro?
1: Cause you have to, I've paint. not used, I, I've okay. not used it. Um, right. and Ralph I haven't lo- used Ralph it because I, loves it.
0: he's been telling me, he's like, you got to try that out. And I, I would like to try that out before I go to Dirac, and yeah, then yeah, be you able should. to I, compare them all.
1: Eventually. I, I'm sure it gives you just a little bit finer control of what Odyssey can do. And, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, I think Odyssey does a great job. I used it for years and loved it. Never mm-hmm. had a problem with it. So, um, you know, and I liked Dirac when I had heard it in action, but I never left a room saying, Holy smokes, that was the most amazing thing ever. Right. Until I heard the base module. Oh, the really? First time I heard a demo of the base module, I had a meeting with Dirac uh, at CES. So they had a, a room, they had like a hotel room set mm-hmm. off for meetings with four subs set up in this room. And they ran their direct live with base module and with, without base module. And it was like, it was one of those moments where you leave and you're just like, how can I get this? Like it was that. It sounds like you're getting subwoofers all over again. If, if, is that a little
0: bit overreacting, but it sounds like it just,
1: it sounds it's, it's like a new system, the way it plays. (laughs) They're just, everything's tighter. It's more evenly dispersed. It's more in control. It's just different. Um, not that Odyssey can't get you really close to that, but d right. does do it better. There's just, and that's my opinion, but hey. I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, and I'm sure whatever Trenov does is probably just as insane, Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're proprietary stuff. So yeah, yeah. But that Odyssey package, a lot of people love it, the pro yeah. version. Yeah. So yeah, you should check that out. I, I want to,
0: I'm going to, when I get a chance to tinker and really like break down my room, like, get a day to myself and be able to mess with it i would i'm i can't wait to do it um i just i I just need that kind of time and you know winter's coming and things slow down for me work-wise so that's when i just like all right well it's too cold to work today and let's tear tear (laughs) some crap apart
1: (laughs) that's right so uh so so i i really enjoyed uh seeing those products um the other thing that i liked was uh this d-box Have you ever heard of D-Box? I was hoping you had time for this. Yes, I have
0: heard of D-Box years ago. Um, I looked into them. I'd heard about them before the season of the first season of Mandalorian, like years before that. But when it became my consciousness again is I heard that Mandalorian was going to be part, like you could actually watch the Mandalorian and they had the, what is it, flags in there or whatever in season one. So that was a couple of years ago. Um, but I've heard of that and, um, well, let, why don't you tell everybody what a, what it's, well, they,
1: they, they had a, uh, they had a demo going on with a seating manufacturer called Jamar. So these are Mm -hmm. essentially actuators. Um, they almost look like a a piston that are put into the feet columns, foot columns of the chair. Um, they go through films frame by frame and program these four actuators to vibrate to literally lift the chair side to side front to back Mm -hmm. um to mimic what's going on on the screen essentially um and it's just fun yeah (laughs) it's so fun i just yeah
0: it's it's to say it's like uh transducers on steroids isn't even fair because like you said it's like i mean it, it, so for instance like in the Mandalorian if the ship goes to take off and they pitch and mm-hmm. you pitch yes. and it's like i can't even imagine what this would be like on top gun maverick where oh, it would be
1: so awesome you're, it would you're be al- like
0: you're already moving yeah. all by yourself can you imagine if your seat is moving you too it's like and i've heard about it but again like everything else the price tag is just it's so expensive it's, it's so insane And you feel like, like, well, maybe I could just do a couple of seats, (laughs) but then it's not fair to everybody else in your room that's sitting there. Exactly. Look at this.
1: (laughs) You could get you, well, you obviously need room around your chairs, right? Right. I mean, I guess you could do an entire couch. They didn't have a two seater couch. Um, I, I, yeah, I got to experience baby driver.
0: Oh, really? And,
1: and it was like, just awesome like he was That's going around corner. movie anyways
0: but yeah oh i know it was
1: just it was fun i just uploaded a uh a uh interview with one of their reps today okay um there's a little video of me in the chair they were like hey let's take your camera and i was like okay the yeah. whole thing's moving okay. around and it's just it was fun so it, what is it just,
0: like you pitch like the car is like leaning into the turns or oh know, yeah yeah you know, like, but you're doing as, the whole thing
1: as the car was like going around a turn and the tires are kind of skipping the chair is just like, you know, oh God. with the turn, like everything's happening all yeah. at once. It's, and this it's is integrated. It, you don't need a special
0: player either. Like you don't need, like this will go through your kaleidoscape. It'll go through your Apple TV. It'll go through yep. like the movies. It, there's a, there's a pass through, but it's, um, if I remember right, it's like, you don't need to have like, Oh, you need this special D box. Um, to put your dvd in it's or
1: blu-ray i should say but all you need is a stereo down mix mm-hmm. it feeds into the D-Box unit software um, yeah. yeah software and the software identifies the audio and knows what to play or or what to do yeah and it has like wh- how many titles it's insane said 2500 yeah and even the new uh the house of dragons mm-hmm. um is getting programmed and it looked very cool very cool i'd love to have that in my home theater room but the price like you said uh the the pieces that they had on their their floor uh, they didn't want to talk about it on a camera but my inclination my let's see it was it was like 12 to 15 grand per chair or something like that mm, that's
0: what i thought um, i i was going to say 15 grand and it was like but that includes the chair though for those ones no
1: yeah that includes the these the recliner chairs which are
0: really you not know, nice. obviously but you could there is ball. an option but but by the time you're said and done it's like you're looking at about 10 probably 10 grand a chair if you bought your own chair and then you add that there there's a lot of factors to it that a lot of factors it's it's an end game product for sure but i I was happy to hear about them that they're still in business i hadn't heard about them in a while and that's probably, because of, of probably yeah, because of covid it's probably covid and you don't probably. have these events where you people get to go and experience it um and, and that's like I said, it was probably a few years ago when I, I've, they've come back into the public consciousness, probably right around Cedia. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. They're, they uh, are in commercial theaters. They said, yeah. Um, which they're doing really well with, but they're also used in professional simulators. Mm-hmm. And he told me that F one drivers are using their, their J, uh box systems in their trainers in the, in their, uh, video trainers. And he, this this uh, guy I was talking to whipped out his phone and showed me a video, forget the name of the driver, but he has a trainer in his uh, home that's set up with D-Box and they had someone had taken a, uh, like a cell phone video of this guy using it. Yeah. So it's serious business. It is. It is.
0: They're insane. And I, I want to say that when they, hmm, I can't remember where I heard it it sounds like you just saying that I'd forgotten about it, but now it's not coming back. I think they call it the D box. They're like, I got to go do some time in the D box. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what they call these trainers. And it's, I don't know if it was an F one thing I was watching or it could have been something (laughs) else, but they were like, I got to spend time in the D box and they, they, that's cause that's what it is. And it's because it's an all encompassing room that that it's supposed to be all immersive to give you that feel right Um, and but yeah in our home theaters if you have again it's one of those end game products that like if you can add this in and like you know you hit the lottery or something
1: (laughs) it would be so sweet you would need you know my room is not big enough i don't think to uh, to have an array of chairs with it you need more width to my room but yeah i mean it would be a lot of fun yeah it would be a lot of fun um don't worry about the electric bill (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> it's so true
1: it's like it's
0: like <laughs> it's like when you ask the gas mileage on your ferrari what's the gas mileage on this thing if you have to ask
1: <laughs> right yeah how much is like, the insurance yeah, for that so, um,
0: uh what's the uh the echo rating on the um on the d-box yeah i'm wondering right. how much <laughs> is my electric bill gonna change
1: <laughs> right totally oh. uh, speaking of that uh some one of the other just super sweet things there at the show was the JBL synthesis. Um, the SW one subwoofer, it's a 350 pound dual driver subwoofer. They're 15 inch drivers, two ports, and the cabinet is separated internally. So it's basically like two subs in one. It can be oriented on its side or laid on the ground. Um, that thing is boss. I mean, it's everything you'd ever want in a sub. Oh, it ships in a crate. I actually saw one at this, uh, Steve Ellison's, uh, design house.
0: Well, you're they already had... getting two of those eight foot ones or whatever the hell those were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, Exactly. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's another story. But, uh, the, the guys at this design house, uh, they took me back into their warehouse to show me where they were programming all their, uh, their smart home things. And it was pretty cool setup back there, but they had these giant wooden crates that carry these JBL subs and the, the crate with the sub, it's like 540 pounds each. So synthesis, I mean, everybody knows that gear is like beyond legit. Cause Harmony yeah. pours everything they have into it. So they had, their new speaker and subwoofer on display and in demo, of, along with all these uh, kind of sister products like in walls and in ceilings that are part of the synthesis uh, line. That's just fun stuff to see in here. I mean, so, I would love to say that's coming home, but there's no way. that's.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what size room do you need for that to <sighs> to really take advantage of it? I mean. You need a big room. Yeah. Um, it's more... got to be. More realistic, though, um, can you tell me a little bit about the uh, the SVS in-walls? Yeah. That shocked yeah, they... me. That really shocked me. I didn't know they were coming out with something like that.
1: Yeah, they've been, they've been. Uh, I don't know if they were publicly talking about it, Mm-mm. but that's something that I knew was on the horizon. I think, you know, I had them on to talk about how to pick out a subwoofer mm. on AV and Nirvana Live, like, within the last month or so, and they they kind of teased that they were going to be showing a prototype at a Dallas area um get together that they were hosting but um they had it there i guess it's now production worthy it's integrator only so you can't mm-hmm. go out and just buy one through their website um so they're 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 making this integrator channel and uh it's pretty cool looking it's it's got a separate uh rack mountable amp amp yeah Uh, It has all their DSP controls and the app control and all that stuff. Uh, And you can stack it. So it's, uh, Nick is going to kill me for getting these figures wrong. I think they are 10 inch drivers. Okay. Uh, I I saw
0: your video on it. You and Nick talking about it and
1: it's. Yeah. One unit is like dual driver to two. I think they're 10 inch drivers, but you can stack it to be a four driver in wall in one bay of your wall see i was uh, thinking
0: when i build my new theater i'm not even joking i would love to get i want to have four subs and i would put four one in each corner of the room and i'm building the room from scratch so i designed the room just for those to go in there Um, yeah and what what out what's the output level of these things are they comparable to uh, a three thousand are they comparable do you do you have any idea I,
1: i don't think they're that strong as, as a three thousand, so they are a 2, three thousand series sub. Maybe a 2,000. because I have two thousands now, and
0: I'm thinking the size room I'm going to have two two thousands will work. So I've got to imagine four would, you know, yeah, would be fine. I'm hoping they have the probably. base extension that I'm looking for. But well, yeah, yeah, I'll see if I can dig up the uh, I can the ask numbers Nick. on that. I'll just <laughs> yeah, I'll, you can I, ask Nick. I can ask Nick. But I, I was really surprised have... to see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's their first foray into uh, yeah. the integrator world. They've never been at Cedia before. Um, it was neat to have them there. I hope next time they, they set up a, a demo space where they can show off some of their jerks. They had kind of like the static sub stack mm-hmm. and they had their speaker line out. Um, they were showing off their brand new pro pro series wireless speaker. Yep. Um, which I had reviewed the, uh, the SoundBase base uh, wireless speaker and the, just the low end extension was just not quite there. It worked great with the sub, but mm-hmm. um, and they, they were, they were aware of that. So this new uh, pro series speaker digs down a little deeper and they have a new SoundBase base uh, amp module streaming yeah. amp, um, which I have one of those that I use up in my kitchen and it's it's a cool little device and they can drive pretty big speakers and it's this is like a just a small yeah. little box yeah yeah I, I you did a video on that didn't you yeah yeah i think i showed yeah. i think i showed uh yeah, looks... showed that yeah yeah that's a that's a great product and they're adding uh airplay and uh chromecast on top of a uh, play 5 which i think is a hmm. really smart move on their part cuz PlayFi. I mean, nobody really. You don't hear people talking about PlayFi anymore. It's been buggy, and yeah. you know. I, I'm, I'm glad to see Apple Apple AirPlay come on and Chromecast. Yeah. Also, it's cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. Cool. So yeah. I so know. they were there. Gary was there. I don't know if you've ever met Gary. Yeah, I was on uh, his. Um, well, on video. I was. Oh, on were their, you on?
0: I was on their um their uh, happy hour. Happy hour. Oh, cool. Okay. They had me on the happy hour. It was so funny. Awesome. You didn't see it, Nick? I no, I have not. Oh, I threw Nick for a loop. You got to go back and see it, right? And Nick, because he's like, they had been talking me up during the week, and that you know they do their promo videos, and they're like, he's always him and uh, Nick and Larry are like, oh, he's always so enthusiastic. He's just he brings so much energy. blah, Blah blah. Right. So then I'm sitting, you know how they, when they bring you on, you're in the green room and you're sitting there watching and he goes, he goes, Oh, we'll bring DJ. He's got so much energy. So then he announces me. Now I hadn't, I talked to Gary a little bit before they started recording very briefly. Yeah. Um, And he just like, Oh, thank you, DJ for doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So we get into the room, we get into the show and they're about to bring me on and he talks me up like all this energy and I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm like, what are you doing to me, buddy? Right. And I go, just like, he goes, he goes, how you doing DJ? And I go, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs> Larry yeah. lost it. Larry knew right where I was going. Larry starts cracking up and Nick goes, <laughs> Nick goes just like this. He's like. <laughs> he got nervous. And then Gary started laughing because Gary stopped for a second. Watch the video. Watch all four of them. And they're like, or all three of them. And Gary starts crying. And he goes, I liked it. And I was like, guys, what are you doing? That's Nick, great. I mean, he like his, I think his heart stopped for a second. Like, uh oh, did DJ just freeze?
1: <laughs> that's great. Oh, it's so funny. So that's a great team of guys. I, it um, is. It is. They're, they're a Gary. Blast. Gary lives pretty close to me. Oh, really? Yeah, and last time I was talked to him, I was like, "You gotta, you can come on by and hear some of your gear in action." But he's, I think he's like, yeah,
0: I think he's heard it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. He's like, yeah. Oh, we I, sell
0: speakers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a good dude. Nick's been one of my favorite yeah. guys in the PR space for a long. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of uh, yeah, really awesome. Nick PR lives close to there. me.
0: Hmm. he does yeah. yep he's right down the way for we're like a half hour apart something like that yep. so
1: yep. yeah it'll be yeah yeah he's he's a good really good guy um his wife also is in the pr world um yes that uh, caster yep um and uh you always hear really good things about her too
0: yeah it's a great meeting all these for me it's great meeting all these people and yourself included todd uh um, oh thanks just, and vice versa yeah just i yeah you've been in this a long time and for you guys i mean we've become friends and for this it's just awesome for me i wish i can't wait to go like to see with you and hang out and do all the fun things and and bother you while you're trying to make your videos (laughs)
1: while i'm running around well that's afterwards is the hangout right man i'm not kidding you 8 a.m to 5 p.m two days in a row I think I had maybe had one half hour break built in to go eat, which right. one day I missed. It was just, it's so fun, but man, I got back to my hotel room each night and it's just yeah. like done. I don't want to look at anything. I just, I don't even want to watch TV. I think the first night I fell asleep at seven thirty. woke up the next morning, like six, <laughs> <laughs> You know, just, That's it's awesome. just a lot. It's like kind of like yeah. being in a Vegas casino. There's like a lot of ambient noise and just all the interactions with people. You'll love it. Your energy level, as Nick has pointed out, is super high. So you'll just thrive. I'm sure. I,
0: I think my first year there I'm going to use as like, just to get the feel I'm going to try. Cause I'm watching what you're doing. I'm watching your videos and I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. And I, I only know a few people. So that'll work out. And then I'm hoping to meet people and just, talk and it's like because i i'm not like my my forum my topic isn't like you it's like i'm not as informative i'm more about like the experiences and that's what i want to do and that's
1: i think that's what i'm gonna do yeah exactly you don't necessarily i mean yeah you're not the type of of person within your segment that's going to go and want to talk to people about all the new products they have coming out right right you're going to want to go and like go into that jbc demo Mm. And then come out would be awesome if you had a camera and you set it up and just say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is the gear that's here. You right. can show pictures of the gear and talk about what you just saw because you'll be able to convey that to your audience and give them a feel of Yeah. What it's like to see the N Z nine throwing this massive picture up in this, you know, <sighs> crazy room. I mean I think there's I think there will be a lot there for you to talk about without having to worry about setting up appointments and, you know. Right. Yeah, just do my
0: stuff off the cuff, having a good time. Do your stuff. And uh I'm hoping to meet some some newer peop new people and get to yeah. know people and be able yeah. to bring them on. And that's what I like doing here. It's like I, I mean I love S V S and their product, but I love Nick. I love Larry. I love meeting these people. Same with yeah. Josh and Luke and meeting the people at all these different companies. Uh, Brent and Brett and you know, Brett Bjorkwist.
1: Yeah. And oh Brett, and, he's awesome. And getting he was to there. Know, I saw Brett
0: oh yeah 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 um but just getting to know the people and i I think and that's what i want to bring that little bit of that different and not just about the gear let's talk about like and and it really came from brett coming on here and him talking the first time he was on with i'm like hey go to av nirvana if you want to learn about the, then all the nitty-gritty of the kaleidoscape but brett you tell me about the company and i thought that was a good mix and that's why i think to bring this all back around. I think that's why the green room is such a good mix on AV Nirvana. It's like, we yeah. have two different, you know, all the nitty gritty you have there. And then, you know, the experiences, the fun, and you know, the people is what I like.
1: For so, sure. Yeah. You know. And you know, you'll be surprised the more you get to know people, at least I'm surprised by this is the fact that a lot of these folks do not have crazy systems in their home. I can't name names, but there's one person in particular that I met that you would expect would have the most insane home theater system possible. And I was like, tell me about your home theater. Yeah. And they were like, uh, I'm embarrassed to say, I I actually don't have one. I was like, what? What?" (laughs) And he was like, uh, yeah, I, I have a TV with, you know, two channel system, but yeah. I, I don't have a home theater system. And I think just,
0: we're talking about that. We might, I might, do I know him?
1: No, this is not someone that, you know, okay. So uh, there's people I know
0: that, that are, I, there's a few people I know that are like that
1: already. Yeah. And
0: you're like, really?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, Isn't it? yeah. And he's not the first like super high profile person hmm. that should have the crazy of craziest systems. Right. But, uh, isn't it just a matter of that's
0: what they do for work? They don't need it. It's it, You know what I mean? Where it just becomes... Maybe. In my experience, that's what I've found. It's they, They're they like, this is what I do so for work. So are you work. telling
1: and, me that you have chips all over your car?
0: Oh, uh, Actually, if you saw the front bumper on my truck, it got hit by a, uh, <laughs> the mail person. and I've yet to fix it, but it's something I do every day. Uh, so yeah. Okay. it's it, You can't really <laughs> notice it. You have to walk up and go, why haven't you fixed that yet? And people have said that. I'm like... And I really should. Um, it sat there for a while because the postal company was, U.S. post office was supposed to pay for it, but I just right. let it go. I didn't even bother pursuing it because I know I could fix it myself. They would have given me the money. But yeah, but you know, it, my cars usually, everybody looks at my cars and they go, well, that's what you do for a living. That's why your car looks so good.
1: <laughs> right. Well, kind of. But you do, I'm sure you do feel some fatigue oh, yeah. of looking at the car and being like, yeah, I'll take care of that later. Like, I, you know, I definitely yeah. have moments where, you know, after a day of thinking about home theater, mm-hmm. the last thing I really want to do is get, then go down and hang out in a home theater. Um,
0: that's that's the hard part about doing what I do just with the podcast is yeah. watching movies and to to have. i have I've finally been able to when I first started out, I didn't have my my wheels i didn't know what direction i was going to go in i kind of found a direction but then it kind of got to be a chore and Mm -hmm. now this mix that i have with john and 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 with steve and then having guests like yourself and stuff i've got this nice mix that i can go into my room and just sit down and especially with the kaleidoscape just enjoy my content again and not have it feel like i've got to get a show done for friday because i'm trying i was trying to create a consistency And now it's, things are rolling nice and the the feedback has been good. So it, it, I can enjoy my theater like I used to just, (laughs) bye-bye.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, it's not fun when you feel like you're working when you're relaxing. Right. 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 Um, And it's speak, speaking DJ of Kaleidoscape. uh, Very cool. What they brought out, you know, an 88 terabyte, I know. Uh, terra server, and then the smaller. I think it's a twenty-two, 22. terabyte. Twenty-two. That's uh, the yeah the the more miniature terra.
0: Yeah, that's the, uh, uh, the compact uh, terra. Compact terra, yeah. And then yeah. the the the
1: eighty-eight, which
0: um, I I I got in touch with uh, Josh the day they announced it for uh-huh. clarification because I wanted a twenty-four because I, I know you have a twenty-four. Twers- and
1: they,
0: what's they're that gone? They did away with they're it.
1: Not, they're just yeah,
0: yeah. They did away with it, and I'm like, oh no! But they have the 22, and I'm like, okay, no, so maybe don't. I'll do that. But I think I'm, I think I'm gonna end up with a 48. I think
1: I'm gonna, uh, I'm going making the jump. I um, I've but, been thinking, I've been thinking about that too. <laughs> I'm running out of space. Are you on your 24 getting, already? Uh, I think I have about 50 more movies to buy before I'm out of space. Uh, yeah. Now and eventually. I'm just going to be like, okay, I need, I need another,
0: see, I wouldn't wouldn't do an 88 yet because I have a feeling tech is going to change by the time I'm going to need an 88. Mm -hmm. Just, um, just for, uh, do you know, like, just if you average a movie 24 bucks on that 88, the movies to fill an 88, $36,000.
1: Really? Did you do that calculation? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: My buddy, John, and I did it <laughs> like he, when I told him about it, it holds 15,000. So 24 bucks a movie, 15,000 movies, 1500, sorry. 1500 movies on there is $36,000. It costs more yeah. for the movies on it than it does for it. Cause it's only, it's only 25. You
1: should have warned your viewers and listeners to cut the volume. <laughs> <laughs> that's not something you want broadcasting throughout a house or a car yeah i know well that's no. i know huh? that's a lot of money i mean but i've never gone through and added up what i've spent on movies over the years but i'm sure it's just a ridiculous It's ridiculous amount. yeah uh it's wow. yeah it's ridiculous
0: but yeah the 48 I, I my original plan was to get a 24 in conjunction with the 12 that i already have mm-hmm. but now i want right. to get the 48 and i'll just sell my 12 and that Right. I mean, I'll have forty-eight,
1: and that'll be if, at least a couple of years. I think. I hope. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. <laughs> they probably found that people weren't buying the twenty-four, right? Or the people well, it was that too wanted close. more space. It was yeah, too close,
0: it... and the terror. I, I, I'm just guessing here too. Um, I like the terror, si- the larger system with the hard drive manipulation. So you have that raid system. It basically has mm-hmm. its raid system where the the compact doesn't but you can get a 22 for compact. I think they found a popularity there with the compact system. And yeah. then if you want to get to the terror, why do you get a 24 for? So you, they, they, right. it looks like they're streamlining their system really. Yeah. And I, I, I like the way it goes from here. It, it see, you have the six as an entry level. Um, and then that gets you in and it's like, once you get a taste of it, you're, you're, you're moving on up. It's mm-hmm. once you get in there, it's
1: um, but that's the thing, it's dangerous, isn't it? It's dangerous. It, actually, uh, let's see what time it is. I got a couple more minutes. Okay. Um, that reminded me of another product that I thought was really cool. It's this modulus uh M2 okay, layer. so it's like a Zipidi. yep. Um, but now. Maybe you can tell me differently about Speedy, but with this Modulus player, it has a, it has a 4K drive, a mm-hmm. uh, disk drive, so you can rip your 4K movies, Blu-ray movies, DVDs. Interesting. You can also, uh, it also performs as a DVR, mm-hmm. um, so you can integrate it with your cable box or satellite dish or whatever. Record your content. You can record your content. It also saves movies that you have purchased for from streaming. So if you if you purchase right. like Apple TV content, mm. you can save that onto this drive. Does Zapedi do all of this?
0: Uh yes and no. Um yes you can. There's ways to do it, but there's no way to actually and I'd be interested to see what this I I wanted to ask you about that one as well. Um what I found interesting about it is so Zapedi had a um a 4k ripper. They had mm-hmm. a, their own NAS system. It was a speedy NAS and you, it looked just like a NAS, right? But it had a, it had a slot to put your Blu-ray in. It'll okay. rip it. And it would rip it in like seven minutes, something ridiculous. It's just like, whoop, and you're like, Oh geez, great. That's awesome. Can't do it in the States anymore. So I'd be interesting to interested to see what that company is going to go through. Cause you know, Kaleidoscape went through it. They were in yep. court for years and years ago. Zepedi was just shut. Their NAS system was just shut. You can still get a Zepedi, but you're, you can't get their ripping system. The copyright stuff on that one that you were just talking now outside this country, that's, I mean, Zepedi out of what France, I think. And right all of these countries outside this country, there's different limitations on the laws on these copyright that they're a lot looser outside the United States. It's once you own it, you own it, do whatever you want to do with it. You could burn it. You can rip it. You can do whatever you want to do with it. Right. Right. Uh, In the United States, they're a lot tighter on that. And actually like I have OBS right here. I could play like every episode of the Mandalorian recorded in OBS and put it onto my Zipedee. Now it's not going to be 4K. It's not going to be Atmos. It's there are ways to do it. That's a very rudimentary way, just like what we used to do with our tape decks, putting them up against each other, right? Sure. Yeah. Now what exactly. this system is that you're talking about, I don't know. How do they? How? What's the proprietary things that they I, have going on?
1: I had the same thoughts. We did not get into it. It's a product that I'm hoping I'll get in my hands at some point. Um, mm-hmm. They literally for that show uh they literally were like hot off the press with these units in fact Mm. uh, the guy that i interviewed um he had only been around the production version for like two hours when i went up to him really yeah that was right at the beginning of the show i had this narrow window and i just ran over i was like hey show me you know show me what you got here and it was fascinating to look at the the uh, the interface menu mm-hmm. system. was really well done. Um, my big question was not understanding how you can save movies that you purchased through Apple onto this system. Because you don't really own that movie. No. You own access to the license. Right. But Apple sometimes loses those licenses. And he said, yeah, if they lose the license and you have it on your drive, you keep it. Yeah. So – Um, I had the same, same thoughts as what you're asking about. And it's just, I didn't have time to get into it. What are the legal Uh,
0: issues? I got to imagine they're going to run into some, because now if you're, if you're now say this has a, in the background system running that it records it, right? Say you bought Iron Man, right? And you have that on Apple iTunes. Right. And you say, I want that. So in the background, it goes hit play and record. And now here's your copy of it. Right. It's a very, like I said, it's a rudimentary way, but I'm just spitballing here. Can I now sell that to you? Then this is where it's going to get sketchy. That's where Kaleidoscape sketchy. got in trouble. And it's like, and that's where Zipidi, like now I have, I have I have a Zipidi, I have hard drives filled with movies that I'm like, Todd, would you like a copy? You could right. do it if you wanted right. to. That's where they would get in trouble. But for people to be able to do this, From what I heard with Zapiti, even in the States, it's so difficult for anybody to do this. The system you'd have to have to take a copy of... I could send you Top Gun Maverick. Here you go. Or I could put it on a hard drive and ship it to you, right? Here you go. On a flash drive. Here you Mm -hmm. go. But the system you would have to have to redo it, it... It's such a niche system. They're like... They're not chasing these people down. Right. Because, like... Who has this
1: ability? It's so much. It's the people that are uploading it for free onto the internet are the ones that they're mainly going after. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. And they also, uh, so their top model was 80 terabytes and you can add on external drives of your choice. So 80 terabytes is a lot. That's I'm at.
0: Do I have an 80? I might be up to 80, but I'm running a RAID system, so I lose a 16. So I think I have five 16s, 16 terabytes, so whatever that is.
1: Well, they told me they have a guy out in L.A. that uses their original uh, modulus player, and he has like 300 terabytes. So I don't know. I I definitely want to get my hands on this thing and try it out. Yeah. Um, That would be, yeah. Because... It the price range was like eight to eleven grand. So I think the very top model, of the eight wow. terabyte model, is about eleven thousand dollars, which makes it really competitive.
0: I'd love to uh, see what the quality is of what you're getting. Now, are you getting a one for one off of iTunes? I think it's bit.
1: I believe it's bit for bit. Interesting. So uh, yeah, that's, there's a lot of there's got to be licensing
0: there. at that price point. I th- maybe they have the licensing.
1: I don't know. That's interesting. It could be. It could be. I'm talking to him right now, so I'm hoping to work something out, and uh, we'll see where that goes. So that would be that would be a lot of fun to uh, to uh, play around with.
0: Yeah, yeah that would that would be fun. That would be a good one. It's like that. That's a, it would be a competitor to Kaleidoscape. Um, Theoretically, yeah. I mean,
1: Kaleidoscape still has. They have the other quality. features, right? They yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I mean, they offer you unfettered access to the best of the best copy. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though some people out there point out they don't always have like the Atmos version of the soundtrack, but they still have lossless audio. Um, You know, and they told me, look, they don't have control over that. Right? Um, It's not like they're like, yeah, we're going to downgrade here. It's what the studio is offering them and what the studio feels most comfortable giving them. So
0: that's what I went through with Carl on Tuesday. He has this director that he really likes or something. And he's like, why doesn't Kaleidoscape have that? And I was like, do you think it's because Kaleidoscape said no to them? Or do you think it's the studio isn't providing it? Whatever studio they're with it's Kaleidoscape wants all this stuff, just like anybody, any of these, it's what they get. And that's, And I think there's some marketing going on there with the studios. Like, okay, we'll give this to Kaleidoscape and we'll give this to the, the disc and, and it's getting people like me to buy both, you know, and they're, double, and that's fine. I I get it. It's a business model. And I think they're doing, I think they're doing great. I don't know how they're doing, but it looks like both sides, Kaleidoscape's doing well, studios are doing well, things are selling and, you know.
1: Well, they definitely, I mean, they had, uh, Thirty vendors using their equipment, yeah, at CEDIA, and uh, it was literally everywhere. Every demo space that I went to had Kawaii Escape, yeah. So, and that plays I, to their quality and
0: their ease of use. I can't. Yeah. I, that's one of the things that blew me away about putting what. So you get like these vendors. I need these movies. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. It, it, you got it in a suitcase. You plug it in. You're in a. You're done right you don't need the internet it's already on there you just come you go to the show you plug it in yeah. you're ready to rock and it, it it there's no disc change there's no so and you're getting the Nothing. best quality for somebody like a Trinov to be like here we're going to play this through here and you they're not the weak link in the chain that's right. the point and they're super easy to use for integrators like this at these shows it's you know that's stuff that we don't really get to take advantage of because we put it into our system. It once it's set up, we're done with it, right? But these right. integrators—they're going from show to show to show, and they're like boop 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 boop, and they're getting right? the best quality.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Though no, I'm rooting for them. Obviously, I know you are too. Um, <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those products. I mean, you know, it, it you once you have it it's so easy to like, you almost sound like a shill when you talk about it, but it's just one of those products that is that good. I all my listeners are right
0: now going, "Uh uh-huh. That's what DJ sounds
1: like. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds (laughs) like a shill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, it's, it just is what it is. It's just really good. Unfortunately, it's just really expensive. Um, yeah, but you know, that could change as we get, further down the road. I have no idea. I have not heard anything from them to indicate that, but I mean, they do offer the strato S not not
0: anymore. They don't, that's discontinued. That was discontinued discontinued last year.
1: Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. So it's now just Terra.
0: but you can get the S online. And I think I I have to imagine. And Brett didn't tell me this. I didn't even say it to Brett, but I'm like, I got to imagine that was part of their marketing. Like we'll put out this S for like, six months to a year, however long it was in existence. But guess what? Now that's in the stratosphere. It's out on eBay. Once you get that taste, go get yourself an S, <laughs> try it out. And then you upgrade to the Terra. They don't need to sell any more of them because they're being utilized much yeah. like their burner. They have a DVD that you can put in and get a discount on on their... Uh, It's not a burner per se, but you put your, your Blu-ray in and you can now buy the move, the Alto, right. That's in circulation, right? Right. So they, they, they know the game and they're, uh, you know, I think that's part of the, part of the system. Um, I've always said that I think that when they can get the infrastructure to be able for everybody to be the masses, to be able to download the movies at the rate that they're downloading them, that's when you'll see the price come down. I think that, The price point is one licensing and, and this is just me guessing, but you know what it's like to download with a Terra system. Yeah. If, if more people had this, (laughs) if you, if you doubled the amount of people that have this, all of a sudden the the suck on their infrastructure would be so great that maybe it wouldn't perform as well. So I think that when they can get that infrastructure, you know, they'll lower some price points and it'll, it'll help with that. So
1: Unless their sales are already so healthy that right. it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. We know we were talking about this last time. There are products where the high price people ignore and they, they want it. The high mm-hmm. price is actually part of the attraction. Right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so to, to
0: guys like you and I, it's a hurdle that we have to overcome to other people that there, there is a market out there that goes, Oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll get that one. Cause it's that much and right. that's it i used to buy speaker cable like that because that was in my price like oh this has got to be good Or oh, like uh oh, a 10 a foot speaker cable for 150 dollars it's got to be better than the spool
1: <laughs> right eh, wrong no, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so with some caveats but generally yeah generally wrong yeah right i mean right.
0: exactly speaker cable all those cables and monster made a fortune off of us and then boy, i've said it. Ever since podcasting started and you got to listen to guys like av rant and hd guys and people can tell you the facts that are and they're not trying to sell you on anything and that's why i'm not trying to sell people on kaleidoscape i just talk about because i love it and it's if you want one go get one but mm-hmm. you listen to people talk about from their experiences and their product and i think podcasting did a lot for um the marketing that people are it's changed the marketing of a lot of these people because Monster yeah. can't just put an ad in a, in a, in home theater magazine or tell you that these are the best ones because they cost you $400. We bought into it because we didn't know any better.
1: Right. And, and now the knowledge cheap, is out there. Yeah. Cheap, cheap stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and speaking of that, uh, oh, it's six, Okay. I know you got to get going. One, one more thing. Um, <laughs> as long as it's you one thing. It what what a video that i'm going to release soon is a uh is a little chat with uh surge X, who's a power surge mm-hmm. uh manufacturer and you know for all your listeners out there that's something that i do think should be taken more seriously it's worth the extra coin um you know they they use uh oh, ad- advanced uh Siri- modes do you know uh, this no Advanced i do series mode protection okay it's non-sacrificial i think i think that's what it's called right. um they're gonna kill me
0: yeah no I, <laughs> but, I know what you're talking I, about though it's like they, i have uh ups's in my line and i'm looking for that protection where that would take it i'm actually looking at getting a new one that was uh tom
1: andrew it, talked about on av uh, av gadgets and it's, yeah, these aren't UPS's. i mean they no, do make the ups yeah. but um there's there's like three companies that make i i do not have SurgeX. I bought i purchased it was either brick wall or something called power x but i mean this mm-hmm. the kind of surge protection that these devices offer just blow away anything especially when you have ex- expensive equipment like you do. Yeah. You it's worth spending, you know, the 4 or 500 bucks to make sure that nothing's going to get through. Um and it's also, you know, just the little dings that your system takes from when the refrigerator compressor turns on and that dirties up the line and right. know, it just these things just take a toll on your equipment. Um but there surgex is expensive. There are other options out there. Yeah. Um, that have licensed what SurgeX uses. And SurgeX has their advanced version of, uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Power Mode. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, probably, it's someone crea- out there is probably shouting right now. Yeah.
0: It's, it's creating a more consistent flow of power to your system and it's protecting it at the same time. So you, if you're watching exactly. a movie and your refrigerator happens to kick on at the same time you get a big bass scene, you're going to be able to still hear your bass scene without any,
1: you know right interference uh, yeah there's no MOV in there to blow up um mm. it's it, these can take infinite hits and i got a little video they have this machine called a big Bertha that <laughs> is zapping it's like a lightning strike it's something like i don't know 300,000 volts or something yeah. like that and they have their their uh, surge protector taking the hit and there's video monitors that are plugged into the surge protector right so fine. the hit happens and they've been using these same monitors for something like uh, like ten years or like, yeah, yeah, something ridiculous. And then on the other side, they have the the MOV in this like cylinder and that takes the hit. Smoke oh. is coming out, and they open it up, and there you can see like what would happen if that right. was your you know. Um, so you know that's one of those pieces of equipment that I think is worth saving up for and and buying it's painful. It's not exciting. It's not sexy. It's not something that you ever show off to a friend or right. really even think about after you plug it in. But, um,
0: way to go out on a high note, Todd, you turned into an insurance salesman.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> well
0: let's let wrap up on insurance dollars
1: in your, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, but you're yeah. right. I mean, you're right. Your
1: new processor. I mean, you really want to protect all that gear and make sure it's going to perform optimally. Yeah. And that little power surges aren't getting through. Um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah so.
0: it is. It's a, and a, it's one of those things that, like you said, as you get more in gear, higher end gear, and you're like, you know, you blow out your $500 receiver, but you're right. not going to spend a $500 to protect your $500 receiver. Exactly. You yeah. know, but you add more gear, you got amplifiers, you've got all this stuff going through here and you can protect that. It's it's well well worth it because again, you're only as strong as your weakest link, and if your weakest link, your strongest links just went poof.
1: Right. <laughs> you're not yeah Yeah, well. <laughs> exactly. So, John, if you don't buy the NZ9, yeah, or if you do buy the NZ9, highly recommend for the NZ8, definitely <laughs> buy Surgex or Brickwall right. or one of the the other brand that I use, and I can't even remember the name, but uh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, no. you want to project you want to protect that projector. Absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, so, I I will okay. I will
0: cut the cord wrap it up. We'll go from here. Uh as always, Todd, we we always allot lot a certain amount of time. We always go over. Yeah, we did. <laughs>
1: 45 minutes over.
0: I I just contact you Still and Still light up. I know. I know you got to go for a hike. I know. Yeah. Even our text of you've given me the code. So I, I know, I know what it's like <laughs> when you see a text from you, like, you're like, oh, crap, this is going to take three hours. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know people, people plan their drives around me to call my da- My own father calls me five minutes before he gets to his next destination so he can shorten the, tu- the conversation with me. I get it. <laughs> but always a pleasure. Always I'll fun. i get my
1: walk in tonight.
0: All right. You get Still your walk in. Enough. Thank you very much. We will uh, we'll be back talking Top Gun, you and I, very soon. Oh, oh that's Coming right. Out. Coming out. It's now we really have to get to it. So, only a few weeks away, we'll be, we got to sit down again. So, uh, plan your schedule, your walks, and everything you got to do. And you tell me when we can do it, and we're going to do it.
1: Top Gun. Top Gun and Iron Eagle. We'll do it. We'll do it before uh, the release, the disc release. There's a
0: disc release. I'm um, talking about it in the podcast, but I also noticed if you go on, uh, I think there's an early release on the 31st. There's a steel book says it's coming out the day before. I don't know Ooh. if that's a typo, but I wanted to alert my listeners. I put it in my 4k releases for this week. Cause I saw it on blu-ray.com that on the 31st
1: of you can October and in steel book
0: and steel book mm. that's on that Monday. So
1: it's a good one.
0: Must have. Must own. Must own. Must own. Must own. That's the high note we're going out on. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Anytime. Thanks to Todd. Thanks to everybody for listening, following, watching, all this fun stuff. Look at that. We're having special reports now. Lots more to come. Uh, If you liked what you saw here, hit the subscribe button, whether it's on YouTube, uh, whether you're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those fun podcast providers. Uh, leave a review, do all that fun stuff. But uh, I'll be back on Friday, John and I, with our regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, That one's going to go long, too, so that's why I couldn't fit this one in. And then next week, more Cedia through the experiences of uh, one of the listeners, John Brock, his first time at Cedia, so that's coming out next Tuesday. So uh, have fun, have a great week. I'll be back on Friday, and uh, go push play. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.